everybody. My name's Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Parenting Radio. We've got a full plate of good stuff on tap. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Um, I have a few good things on Tournament of Bad. Okay. That I'm not going to tell you about yet. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about Macaulay Calkin. You said that so wrong. Macaulay Calkin. There you go. Macaulay Calkin. Macaulay Culkin. He's uh, the guy from Home Alone. Right. And now he's old. And we're also... And his skin is cold. <laughs> he's just really skinny. Um, but we're also going to talk about judgment. And discernment. And discernment. This will be good because I don't know what discernment means. Well, we're going to talk about the difference between those two words, but I also want to talk about judgment in terms of the judgments we place on our children, our significant other, and other people. Because I think it's important to understand what we're doing and to be cognizant of what our thoughts are doing. And then uh, we had somebody write in and say, do you have any advice on my two and a half year old who says mom or mommy about 95 times a minute? In a row. In a row. Right. So it's like me saying, Kathy, 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 right. Kathy. That gives me a headache already. So I can only imagine this lady. She must have a headache all the time. Right. Well, our children did that, too. You may not remember because they were saying mom, so you probably weren't paying as much attention. Oh, and we should talk about how um, the default mode for whenever our kids need anything is mom. Well, let's let's do that toward the end since Mm -hmm. we have so many things already. Yeah. Um, We have a silver platter worth of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to talk about... Macaulay first, or did you want yeah, to talk about Yeah, let's judgment? get the Hollywood guy out of the way. Okay, All so... Right, so you um, subscribe to People Magazine. Yes, I still get People. And I don't read that magazine, but yesterday I did. Yes. I read one article because it had the Home Alone kid in it. Well, you know, it's funny. I do get that. Um, it's actually a birthday present from my Aunt Peg, so thank you, Aunt Peg. Nice job, Poggers. Um, but I... I've noticed how it only takes me like five minutes to read it nowadays. Because it's garbage. Well, I don't know. I can't tell if I've changed or it's changed. Do you think that it's changed? Yes. You think People Magazine has changed? I don't know. Well, I guess my point is, is I don't know if it's gotten fluffier with shorter articles or if I'm just not interested. Because I used to lay down with the people and it would take me like 30 minutes. And now I'm done in like five minutes. I'm like, well, where'd it go? So, Home Alone Kid. Okay. They had an article. It basically said nothing other than the fact that he's out of the spotlight. Well, on the cover, it said something like the sad life. Where is it? Okay. I'm getting it right Okay. The sad life of Macaulay Culkin. And I was thinking. The sad saga. The sad saga. Of Macaulay Culkin. And it had a picture of him when he was little. So that was actually the first article I went to also because I thought. They they hooked us in. They hooked us in. So then you go to read the article. And the article says nothing other than the kid had uh, a mom or a dad who wasn't nice. But we knew that. We knew that like 12 years ago. So here's why I'm bringing it up. Okay. Uh, So this, according to the magazine, and you know, People Magazine is not probably the most. Fact-checking? Fact-checking magazine out there, but apparently the kid's dad took a lot of the money, or I don't know, he just didn't... He was a, a stage dad, and he pushed him to work even when he didn't want to, and Thank you. So, so, so that forth. was a deal. And apparently there's, you know, fallen relationships. He hasn't talked to his dad in X amount of years. Mm-hmm. But the thing that caught my eyes is, this is, I don't know, on page 83, it says, in 1995, Patricia separated from this guy named Kit. Kit That's yeah. the kid's Kit dad. Kit and accusing him of excessive drinking, physical abusiveness, unfaithful behavior. Mm, sounds great. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any idea if any of this is true. But let's say, for argument's sake, all of it is true. Okay. It goes on to say, um, somebody who's close to this guy, the fallout from the custody bat- battle killed part of him, uh, says a source close to Kit. He loves his kids, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so here's my thing. 
So, so what do you want us to focus on here? The he fact, loves his kids. Okay, the, the fact that he was. Quoted Let's assume that this guy is as much of a jerk as the magazine says he is. Okay, you're not allowed to say I still love my kids. You, you what do you mean you're not allowed? Because love, once again, is a verb. You can't okay. just say, I love my kids, and then not do anything lovingly towards them. Right. The, it, is, it is out of whack. You need to walk the walk instead of... T- I love you is a word. It's words to me. Okay. doesn't mean anything. Okay. Loving is gentleness and vulnerability and loving acts and supporting and doing and all care. this. So if this guy was a piece of crap dad, you can't. I mean, he can. I was just about but to say, but it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. Well, let me let me question you about that because do you believe that underneath all those layers of pain that he struggles with, that at his heart he loves his kids? Probably. But here's the thing: if okay. I could have anything I want in the world, I would remove his ability to say I love you because he simply is not acting. Well, how that way. can he um, speak? Make better choices. His well, see, here's that's not I ha- fair. I have another example. That's not fair because I could look at your life and say, you know, if you took a day off work or something and say, you don't have the right to say you're a hard worker. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like... But this is a lifetime of abuse and neglect. Okay. Okay. But I guess my th- my thing is, is everything we talk about on this show mm-hmm. is you have to trust that people are good at their heart. This guy probably is good. Right. But I'm not giving him permission in my in my pretend world to say, I love you. What should he say? What words he should say, I'm sorry, and I'll try to do better. Okay. So my next example is the burning bed. Oh, Farrah geez. Fawcett miniseries. Nineteen. We've talked about the burning 1985. bed. Nineteen eighty-five. Yes. So yeah, as if anybody's going to remember what we talked about a year ago. A year ago. Okay. But I we can't did remember talk what I talked bed. about two minutes because ago. Because when we were dating, we talked about that we had both watched the burning bed. The burning when bed. When we were in like middle school. So Farrah Fawcett's in this miniseries. She's dead now, isn't she? Yeah. Moment of silence for Farrah. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Okay. Um, so it's this horrible story about how she got abused by her husband. Yeah. I, was it a true story? I think it was a true story. Okay. And she ended up lighting the whole place on fire and she killed the guy. Yeah. She murdered him and I don't know, maybe she got off. But the bottom line is it was always interesting to me because this guy would blow up and, and they would show these scenes of chaos in the household and he'd be chucking stuff around the kitchen and he'd be hitting her and all that. And then like the next day, the dad would say to the kids, I love your, I love your mama. <laughs> Well, welcome to domestic abuse. How Dad. confusing. Like, what is that? Yeah. Makes no sense to me. Well, understood. I know that Do you there... think he really loves that mom? No. Did he show actions of love? Absolutely. Right. Is that... No. Gosh, no. That's not what I'm saying. But that is the vicious cycle of domestic abuse. Right. Is that a woman who comes into a relationship who, um, you know, who is hurt or, and it usually doesn't start with the pain. It starts with all the great things right. and how much he loves her and wants to protect her and how much he's going to take care of her. And then when that gets, when he feels like he's roped her in right. or especially made her somehow dependent on him, right. either financially or emotionally, right. then when he abuses her, he says, well, it's just because I love you right. or you made me jealous. It's your fault. Right. You did something wrong. They would to turn your the fault. tables. Of course. And so that is the nature of domestic abuse. That's the nature of most violence is it's the other person's fault. Well, in Todd's world, people aren't allowed to say I love you unless they sh- 
show actions towards that. Well, amen. And and I like the idea. I really wanted to know what word you think is useful because I do agree that love is an action, but I also believe that people underneath everything, everything's love. You either choose love or fear, right? I'm, I'm with you. But okay. But first, you got if you're showing actions of negativity, you my world you shouldn't have permission to say that until you have remorse and start trying to do better. And saying, I am going to start to show love. Exactly. Okay, that I hear. It's just the whole idea that this guy's a jerk and he shouldn't be allowed. You know, everybody has an opportunity to change themselves. I'm all for second chances. Okay, good. But but first you need to start making up for your screw-ups beforehand. Do you remember the, the TV show, and I don't know if it was a miniseries or just a one-night show, and it was similar to The Burning Bed, but it had Nancy McKeon in it? Uh, is that... Joe from Facts, Joe from of, Life. Facts of Life. I had I used to have a crush on Joe. Did you? Yeah, I think was... most guys did. She yeah, kind of had think, the tomboy hot girl thing. I think Blair was like the pretend yeah, hot girl. She was the did pretentious. Any, did any dads out there that are listening, did any of them like Blair more than Joe? I think some dads probably No did. way. Oh, I bet some dads did. No way. Joe was tough. And Joe had a boyfriend who was cute. Remember, he'd come visit her at school. Do you remember that whole story? I want to say it was Nick, but that's from Family Ties. That's for it. Hey. <laughs> Alex. That, was, that was Mallory's boyfriend. Yes. Um, but I remember the Nancy McKeon one, and she was an abused woman, and I think it was a true story. And I remember this scene that it's ingrained in my brain, and I was probably not old enough to watch it, um, where she was in the street, and he had threatened, if she leaved, he had threatened to kill her. And she was in the street, and he started, he found her, and he was beating her up in the street, and nobody did anything. Oof. I know it was to my. It, I was like, oh. My I didn't God. see that one. Yeah, I, if any of our listeners saw that, the Nancy McKeon abuse, domestic abuse, because I think they were married. I think they had kids, and I think it was a true story. I just remember seeing it, and it's ingrained. I remember seeing Joe and liking her. Yeah, I, I know you did. And she had a brother, Philip McKeon, who was in Alice. And I think his name was Philip McKeon. He was in Alice. He was Alice's son. Yeah, I remember that kid. Yeah, that was her brother. I bet we've been together. No, that's Family Ties. Four million. What's the Alice Alice's theme song? Early to rise. Early to bed. Yeah. <laughs> rise out of my head. Linda Lavin. That's right. My friend Nancy and I used to sing that in college. <laughs> I'm impressed. And that was a great theme song because you see like the station wagon broken down on and the highway. She, they leave. I think she gets a divorce. And this that's remember when the sitcoms were starting to like really catch up with and life? And then they just decided to live in Phoenix because the car broke down. The car broke down. She got like, a job at Mel's. Were they going somewhere else? <laughs> what about Vera? <laughs> Vera took Flo's place. No, no. Flo and Vera oh. were together. Oh. <laughs> Vera was, he, he was dingbat. That's what Mel used to call her, dingbat. Yeah, how about working for a boss like that? <laughs> and then they'd socialize with him. I know. Oh, oh. that was a great show. <laughs> Alice. Okay, anyway. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to uh, Byron Katie, the to, work. Well, judgment and discernment first, and then we'll go to Byron Before Katie. Before we do oh. that, um, our partner. Yes. God bless him. Helping Hands. Helping Hands Maid Services. Yes, yes. Um, what's their phone number? 630-530-1324. And if you have not liked their Facebook page, um, look for Helping Hands. And you can go to Zen Parenting Radio and find the Helping Hands page to get there quickly because there's a lot of Helping Hands Facebook pages. Mm -hmm. um, but they give really cool tips. Like they gave a tip last week, something about putting Some... baking soda and vinegar down the sink and it would get rid of a smell. And I think it was sink. a garbage disposal. Yeah, in your, well, the sink, garbage disposal. Okay. Same place. Well, actually... We have one side is garbage disposal. Oh, the other okay. one is just a sink. True. Or a drain. So, but they give tips like that, and I just so thought that was helpful. Out. Okay. Right. 
Um, so how do we want to judgment? go with this next thing? Well, judgment. I what just, is what is discernment? Discernment. Well, let's. They're they're not the same word. They're not synonymous, but they're close. Okay. First of all, I want to talk about the fact that judgment is normal. Okay. I have a lot of people, it, my students especially, I'm teaching again this semester at Dominican, and my stu- we talk about judgment, and when I say, you know, does anybody here judge, nobody raises their hand. Everyone's like, no, I don't judge. Right. Which and is, I do that on purpose. Which is I, a lot. Right. And I know they're not going to raise their hand and say, yes, I judge. Or, you know, I've had a few guys in the past who have just to kind of be, right. you know. Whatever. Contrarian. Con- yeah, that's a good word. Thank Contrarian. Um, but anyway, they they say they don't. But the truth is about all human beings is we're judging all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, that's what the brain does. Mm-hmm. When you it, see something... It's, it separates. It divides. It, yeah. It, 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 it categorizes. Yeah. It figures out where to go. What, you know, how you... It kind of dictates how you feel about things based on what you see. Okay. And a lot of times we give those judgments a lot of weight and validity. That they probably don't need. That they probably don't need. Meaning we make judgments, but we have to be mindful. This Mm -hmm. goes back to mindfulness again, as most things do. That just because our brain is judging something doesn't mean we need to act on that. We can question what what we're seeing or feeling and question that. And and the reason that I wanted to talk about um, Byron Katie is because she does something. She's a um, a self help author or a spirituality author. I don't. She's. You want to talk about a self help author? Yeah, shocker. Um, and I've actually seen her before. Um, and she is. She basically focuses all of her writing around something called the work. And the work is the questioning process of our brain. Mm-hmm. Basically, when something comes up for us that we think is true. The whole process, like, so, what's something that you believe to be true? Well, I have, um, I don't know if this will work. Okay. Because we didn't plan this out, but I have a very kind of light example. Okay. Let's say you make me some soup. Okay. And the soup sucks. Right. Okay? Okay. Um, should I tell you that the soup sucks? Uh, no, that doesn't work. That doesn't work? <laughs> no, I'm talking about a belief system. Oh, a belief. A judgment I believe that you have your made. soup sucks. Okay, so my question Your would be... Your cooking sucks. Okay, there we go. That's okay, a little more... we got to it. Okay. And again, you can do it with anything, but you're trying to get to something different. That's like a Sorry. Eckhart Tolle thing. Okay. Anything, you know, you have a judgment. How about that people are mean? Okay. Can we be more general for everyone sure. instead of get, talk about soup? Because I don't cook mm, and, you noodle know, soup. noodle soup. Um, so people are mean. People, I believe that people, people are mean. People are mean. Yeah. Or remember we did the thing about girls are mean? Mm-hmm. Girls are mean. Right. And Byron Katie's work... You ask four questions. The first question is, and you can do this to yourself or someone else, is that true? Are people mean? Sometimes. Okay. Do you know for sure, absolutely, with no doubt, that people are mean? Sometimes. So I guess... No. Do you know for sure by complete... Like you have to really... They're not always 100% mean. Can you absolutely know that that's true? Um, no. Okay. Now, the next question is, if you didn't have that thought, Mm -hmm. or you know what? Oh, let me say it this way. What happens when you let go of that thought, people are mean? Um, What happens is I I would probably think that maybe there would be the possibility that people aren't mean, that they're nice. And And the fourth question is, who would you be without that thought? Probably a little bit, a little more optimistic. Beautiful. So the thing is, is again, the questions, is that true? 
Number two, do you know for sure, absolutely, that that's true without a doubt? Because mm. there's really nothing, right. right? You know, part about being in this world is there's nothing that's absolutely no absolute. absolutes, right. right? And then the third question is, um, you know, what the third one is the one I always get stuck on. What happens when you let go of that? Like, what happens in you? Is there a lightness? Is it does it make things that's, easier? That's assuming I have the capacity to let it go. Well, but the it's not about saying in that moment let it go. It's practicing. It's playing. Mm-hmm. You know, she she. It's interesting. Basically, you're saying who would I be who if would I you let be? this go? If you let that go, who? And the, well, that's the fourth fourth question. Who okay. would you be? The third one is what would happen if you didn't believe that anymore? Like, you know, for example, I'll give one of the examples she gives, and it's a parenting example. She used to sit up and wait for her daughter and be really worried about her daughter. She'd sit in a chair and kind of rock back and forth until her daughter got home because she thought she was unsafe. And when she started doing the work with herself, and again, she has her own story and transformative story, and you kind of have to check her out online if you want to know the whole thing. But, you know, she started saying, is it true that my daughter's in trouble? You know, is it, is it absolutely, do I know for sure it's true? And, you know, what does that thought do to me? Right. You know, it makes me feel uncomfortable. It, it makes me upset. It makes me sit here in tension. Who would I be without that thought? I'd be calm. I'd be asleep. I would be relaxing and trusting. And so, you know. See, this kind of thing reminds me of, like, worrying. So you used to worry a lot whenever I'd get on an airplane, right? right? So what would you be worrying about? Airplane I, would crash, You right? know, yes. I, I, don't, I, I don't even know. But the, the question, I was scared. Mm-hmm. You know, so the question would be, um, do I do you absolutely know that I'm going you're to not safe? Pair? Yeah, right. That and, you're not safe. And your answer would be, you know, is that true? And I could I do the same thing. I'd say sometimes maybe. Blah, blah. And then the qu- next question is, it absolutely true? No, no, it's not. Because odds are I'm going to go up in the sky and I come down and everything's going to be fine. So when I like, uh, you know, envision myself not with that thought, I could be at peace. I could be calm. I could be loving you mm-hmm. instead of fearing. I could just be loving you. Mm-hmm. And then who would I be without that thought? Much calmer. Mm-hmm. I'd be, it'd be a lot easier for you to leave. And and I haven't been like that for No, a few no, no. Years. That's a long time ago. Yeah, but you know that's kind of the work I do with myself, and the, and why I want to connect this to judgment is we will walk down the street and see someone, and you know someone maybe who's in dirty clothes or whatever. Oh, they're homeless. They don't work. They're you know they're a piece of garbage. They're you know sucking off the government. All these things that we say about people. Do you know that's true? Mm. Do you see how angry I get right away and yeah. say you know I. But do you know that that's true about that person just because the way they look? Do you absolutely know that's true? And if you let go of that, what could you be? Because you could actually be a caring, loving individual toward that person. You might look them in the eye. Mm -hmm. You might give them the respect that every human being deserves rather than assume that that person is lower than you. And that's just one of a million examples in a day. You know, the, the other... The judgment that our kid does something, they hit somebody or they get into a situation at school, something negative, and then you assume your kid is going to have all these problems and you're going to do this and that. Do you know for sure that your kid is going to have any other problem past this point? Mm-hmm. And, and the, it's not about sticking your head in the sand. It's about, free, it's about opening your heart and freeing yourself up to the possibility that all those worries and negativity you carry around aren't doing you a service. Right. You know? Yeah. The worry is consuming energy that is, is not only unnecessary but it's debilitating it is and that doesn't mean like the when you know the time she sat home and waited for her daughter that doesn't mean you don't set boundaries Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you don't have expectations that doesn't mean you don't call her on the phone Mm -hmm. but if you call your child on the phone when they're not home yet and you're freaking out you're going to get a much different defensive response than honey 
I'm worried about you. You know, where are you? Or your child gets in trouble and instead of throwing guilt and shame all over them, you actually are in a spot of an open heart where you can listen to what went on on their side. So I have a real world example for you and I don't know how it's going to all tie in. Do we want to do? Uh, Yes. Our next partner, Tree of Life uh, Chiropractic Care, 630-941-8733. Um, they're a chiropractor. Well, and what I want to say is Cameron fell down the stairs today, oh, which yes. I wasn't here for, but she showed me, she reenacted it for yes. me. She's like, and then I twirled yes. and then I, and I'm just so glad that I can take her to Dr. Kelly for our next appointment mm-hmm. because those are the kind of things that can throw your whole body off balance. And I'm just so glad Dr. Kelly is going to. Subluxation. That's right. That's the word that Dr. Kelly likes right. to use. Uh, 630-941-8733, So check okay. them out. So here we go. Um, it's funny. It's exactly what we're talking about. Okay. Um, when Cameron fell down the stairs. Oh my uh, gosh, how ironic. Yeah. Um, I put her on my lap and she was crying and sad and all that. And I got um, a little frustrated at JC because all the cha- all the clothes were on the stairs. Ah. So then. I think their mama did that. I said, I need you, regardless of how they how? got there. Okay. I said, I need you to put your clo- put these clothes away mm-hmm. because we're tripping on the, we're, we're falling down the stairs. Okay. And she put her stuff away, but she didn't put her sister's stuff mm. away. And I got really PO'd at her. Mm-hmm. And I got really frustrated, and I went into the garage, and I was kind of playing passive-aggressive. So here's my thing. I think um, how I'm trying to tie in how we can use the work with something day-to-day of getting frustrated at our kids. Well, I guess the question is, what was your thought? What is your assumption when she puts away her stuff and not somebody She's else's? Selfish. Exactly. So do you know that to be true? Is JC she was selfish? selfish in that moment. Do you do you know absolutely for positive sure that JC is selfish? In that second, yes. Is she going to grow up to be a no, selfish person? No, no. No, I can't. I won't accept that. Do you know yes or no? Absolutely for positive. Not just the first question. Is it true? Do you know without a doubt? Can you absolutely know for true that JC is selfish? No, she's not 100% selfish. But that's it. No, you can't. Okay, that so. is your thought pattern telling you something, okay. and you have to question that. And who would you have been in that moment without that thought? I would have not gotten frustrated at her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so what happens when you don't believe that thought? I did those out of yeah, order, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, if I'm not matter. frustrated, then I won't be passive aggressive. Then your and... response to her would have been different. Right. Hey, Jace, I noticed that you took uh, your bags up the stairs. Can you come grab your sister's too? Instead of the thought is she's selfish. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm going to be frustrated with her and I'm going to guilt and shame her. And even though that's not your... And I did that in the garage. I know. I know you did. And so is that helpful? The guilt and shame? No. No, but I still got mad. Okay, and that's normal. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't about beating you up and guilting and shaming you. That doesn't help either. Well, and I even said, I said, listen, I don't want to be frustrated at you all afternoon. Here's my deal. And I kind of went into my you told own, her. Right? I, I stood on my soapbox. I said, listen, we do a lot of things for each other in this family. And if I ask you to do something, just please do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Just help out. Help out a little bit. Mom and Dad do a lot of stuff for you guys. I mean, I, I got into that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think that what we don't trust in our kids is that if unless we do something with fear, anger, or judgment, that they won't do it. Mm-hmm. And what I have found, um, you know, practicing this over the last couple of years, because obviously I've done it all. I've mm-hmm. done fear and judgment. I've done shame. I've done anger. But I've also done peace and kindness and love. Is that they hear you just as well. well not only, but not only do they hear you just as well, but they usually have a wonderful response and then they integrate that and return that. Well, I didn't even tell you what I did. Oh, okay. Let's I hear said, it. fine, I'll do it. Oh, that was very seven-year-old of you. 
Yeah, we were basically on the same level. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. And I went and started cleaning out the garage. And so, yeah, I basically stooped to a seven-year-old. Right, because that's what a kid would say, obviously. Yeah. I you turned know? into a child. Exactly. And that's what happens. Yeah. And there was probably something from your childhood. And again, this is not about blaming your parents for anything because it could have been a teacher. It mm-hmm. could have been just a vibration that you got from the world. Right. Is that selfishness means you're bad? So it's interesting because we talk a lot about self-care on this show mm-hmm. and that, you know, somehow that if you, um, if you don't do things for people or show people that you're doing things that you're not good, right. you're not a good person. Right. And the thing is, is you said, move the clothes off the stairs. And so she moved her clothes off the stairs. If you would have in a calm way, like I said, said, you know, JC, can you take the rest of the clothes up the stairs and just, you know, throw them on your sister's bed? I bet she would have done it. No, no, we'll never know. I have a feeling she wouldn't have done it. Really? And, you know, I wasn't there. We don't know for sure what would happen. It's just I feel like when we talk to them that way, they're... And they may be like, aw, but then to say that's what we do. Instead of the shame, that's what we do. Mm -hmm. It's the love, that's what we do. And that's the practice. Yeah, and honestly, I think my fear is I, I sometimes have worries that, you know, that I'm bringing up these kids that that they are spoiled in some way. That's your worry about I know. you. I know. Right. That's got nothing to do with them. I know. And because it's my worry. I'm claiming ownership over it. Exactly. So that was something that you learned early on about mm. not feeling, you know, not feeling spoiled or not feeling like you have too much. Or right. So what you're doing is you're taking that and putting it on your kids. Right. Because can you, and again, I'll do the work with you. Do you, is it true that our kids are spoiled and selfish? No. And so, you know, is it absolutely, is that something we could ever know about our kids? Is it true that they're selfish in any way? No. So already. And mm-hmm. who would you be as a dad without that thought and that belief pattern? I don't know. I got to get there to find out. Well, and you are most of the time. Yeah, that's true. I would, you know, this, this is just a one-time thing. I see you be fantastic with them 98% of the time. You're not so bad yourself, sweetie. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so what, what else about firing Katie? Is that it? Well, th- we didn't really get into discernment, but what I'll say is that why judgment can be a good thing is judgment comes up and we have to, you know, think about it and maybe do the work or process it. But judgment can help with discernment, meaning mm-hmm. where you, maybe you're walking down an alley and someone's walking towards you and you have a judgment about it and you can discern the mm-hmm. situation. Like maybe I should, you know, I'm going to take this information in and maybe make a different choice somewhere I go or make a different choice somewhere I walk. Or I've learned, you know, a judgment comes up because you've learned from other people and you can discern from that information that you are going to make a choice for yourself that is different based on other people's experiences. So from what I'm hearing, because I, if you asked me what discernment meant before this podcast started, I wouldn't have said, but it sounds mm-hmm. like judgment is reactionary. Mm-hmm. Discernment is the ability to create some space. Yeah. From that judgment yeah, that automatically comes yeah. and then take a breath and then make an informed decision on how to react. Beautiful. I love that. And, you know, and it's all very quick. Right. But, you know, there's you nothing. Take a, that's a millisecond. why judgment is what keeps us surviving. If right. we didn't judge things, then we'd all be like walking into the street. And you can't stop yourself from judging. judging That's just what our brain does. Exactly. But can we separate? What I love is the space. You know, sometimes we can pull really great things from judgment mm-hmm. and, you know, discern, make a make a well thought out and heart centered decision. Right. Um, but if we just go on judgments, mm-hmm. you know, and not look at where they're coming from, like right. yours is a perfect example. That is a concern of yours, right. the selfishness. It's not about the girls. Mm-hmm. Even though it's something we can discern from that we can take information from that and say we want to make sure we're teaching Mm -hmm. and that we're role modeling behavior that is not selfish but at the same time if we shame them and 
judge them. Uh, I, I don't. I knew even when I was doing it, I knew you I was like not it. handling it well. Yeah. But I was caught up in ego or whatever the case is. So. It didn't feel good in your body. Didn't feel good, but I was pissed. Yeah, and that's and that's okay. We did a yoga class about anger on Friday, didn't we? That's right. And just we talked about how yoga or yoga is obviously okay, but that um, anger is very normal, mm-hmm. just like judgment's very normal. Right. And the thing about anger is when it comes up, it's telling you something, right. just like judgment is. And so we can take it at that, but when we decide to carry it around for the next day or two weeks or 10 years, Mm -hmm. it's not serving us anymore. Right, right. So. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, If you're listening to this on demand, we are going to, uh, I'm going to break into my tournament of bad in just a minute or two. But before we do that, I want to talk about our final, our third and final partner. Avid. Avid Company Painting and Remodeling. So if you want a room painted, give them a call. And you know, Todd put up a picture of Jeremy, who's the president of Advid, on our uh, Zen Parenting Radio Facebook page. So if you want to see Jeremy, who we talk about all the time, there's a picture of him with his son. That's right. And uh, avidco.net, and the phone number is 630-956-1800. If you uh, call him right now and ask uh, for some quotations, and you mention Zen Parenting, you are going to get something really special. Special. It's called the September Special, and it's a secret, so I don't want to tell you what it is. You've got to call them and give them the passcode. Yeah, the passcode is Zen Parenting Discernment. Okay, and no judgment. So um, so we're going to take a quick pause, and then I'm going to get into my um, tournament of bad. Um, what's the pause? Well, the pauses are, are saying goodbye to everybody who's live. Oh, okay. So we're ending the show for the, for the live show. For the live show. Okay. Well, everybody who listened, thank you. And like our page and um, Zen Parenting Radio Facebook page. And we'll talk to you next week. Adios. All right. I feel like we ended like a minute early. No, 28.30. That's what Todd wants. Oh, okay. All right. we got to listen to our producer. I know. He's good. We don't want to get on the bad side of Todd Mansfield. And you know, speaking of, he posted something the other day that when you put in parenting in iTunes, we are like number 14. So Parenting Radio comes up and Parenting Unplugged, which is Todd and Laura's show, comes up like right after ours. Right after ours. And that's the key because we are winning. (laughs) Because that's what life's all about. That's right. Um, because so that's pretty cool for Pagatine, which is their company and their station. Um, you got to check that out. So okay, so you ready for my tournament of bad? Let's hear it. I'm calling out the uh, residents of my community, Elmhurst, Illinois. Okay. So the hardware store, our local hardware store that I frequent, um, has this kind of weird contest, and they have two sets of duct tape, a, a bear's duct tape to okay. buy for yourself to go take. Back to your garage and build things with your duct tape. And Do a green... people build things with duct tape? You can build anything with duct oh, tape. Oh, okay. And duct tape will fix everything. Okay. So they got a Bears one and a Packer one. Okay. All right. So every time they sell a roll of the Bears duct tape, it's one point. And every time they sell a roll of the Packers duct tape, it's one That's point. That's so fun. Guess what the score was when <gasps> I walked in there? I'm horrified. It was four to three Green Bay. So you bought some Bears duct tape, right? They ran out of the Packers one, so they had to suspend the competition until they got more duct tape in there. Oh, boy. So if you are from Elmhurst and you're buying Packers duct tape, just go ahead and move up to Green Bay. 
You know what, Todd? We there are so many Packer fans in this town. What's going on? Why are there so many Packers fans in this town? Why that someone would say a Cubs fan would say, Why are there so many White Sox fans? Or Sweetie, a, that doesn't work at all okay. because they're both from the same um, city. I'm trying to think. I don't can't think I of understand that, I the Packers fans travel well. I understand Lambeau is a magical place, blah blah blah. But we are in the middle of bear country and it should not be I know why. Because a lot of people this is duh, but a lot of people from Wisconsin moved to Chicago. Right? No. You want yes. to know who lives in Chicago? Who? People in Chicago. Oh, golly. It's the, four to three. We're losing in our own town. I know. My, it's ridiculous. My friend Jessica lives here, and she's a big Packer fan. Yeah. They're, like, maybe Wisconsin people who are from Wisconsin and live down here is like 3% of the population. Okay. So 97 of us out of 100 are from Chicago. And we're losing the duct tape Olympics at the hardware store. And I'm not happy about it. I can tell you're really What's going on really with these up. people in this town? Well, you know, maybe it's because they ran out of Bears duct tape. No, they oh. ran out of Packers duct tape oh. because they were winning. It was 4-3. to three. Well, that's not a big... I thought you were going to say like 27 Maybe to it just started. Maybe it's 27 to 32 um, right now. Okay. But the bottom line is if you go to the hardware store on First Avenue in Elmhurst, go and buy a Bears duct tape. Okay. Did, but I'm, you didn't I'm upset. because they were out. No, they suspended okay. the thing. But All next right. time I go, it's just the whole Packers thing. I don't understand. Well, you're just sad because they lost the other night. They got their butts handed to them. Yes, and that was no good. But you got some good chicken wings out um, of it. I did. They were yummy. Um, the second thing is kids face painting. It kind of creeps me out. <laughs> Like I don't I think uh, it just it's creepy. What about like flowers on the side? Flower of on the cheek, butterfly on the cheek, I'm fine, but sometimes these kids look like a lion. Right. It totally Or when creeps. they like get the whole Spider Man thing. Yeah. It's it's very eerie to me. You know, I'm surprised the kids allow someone to do that. And and I'm just very sensitive, so yeah. I probably wouldn't be able to. But I heard someone in the coffee shop the other day saying she was going as for Halloween the Wicked Witch of the West and so she's gonna paint herself entirely green. And I thought, oh I, yeah. I would not want to do that. Right. I just feel like, what if you like laugh and then you cry, or someone gets water on your face and it, you know, somebody gets water. On face. <laughs> well, and then your makeup's off. It just is. It's so hard to take See, care. That's of. why I don't cry. Okay. Just, just so your case, makeup doesn't yeah, run. Yeah. My makeup doesn't run. Your daily makeup that you wear. That's right. Okay. Um, so my third and final. I don't know if you have any contributions to the tournament of bad, but no. my third one is toothpaste tops. Oh, they're the worst. They've come up with like a million different pumps and all these different ways to get toothpaste out of the toothpaste thing. Uh-huh. None of them work nearly as good as the old screw top. Well, let me tell you what's funny about our kids. We have so many different types of toothpaste, by the way, in yeah. our bathroom. And they will screw it off no matter what. So even like the Tom's one where you flip it open yeah. and they will screw the top off. And it's like they squeeze it as hard as they can because it'll be all over the counter. Yeah. Actually, this summer, Cameron's chore was to clean that bathroom how countertop. How many times did you do that? Honestly, she actually over three did months, it, how many times? She probably did it about six times. Six times She enjoyed it months. because I left the... Um, spray and the paper towels and actually Skylar took over that role for a day I give Cameron a C on the bathroom cleaning up duties okay well she needed a lot of reminders but it was C minus maybe my point is is that it's like even though the ones that are trying to be creative my children just take the top off yeah yeah I well I just the screw tops were that and I like the Arm and Hammer baking soda toothpaste that's yeah. my favorite and I you like Tom's. something you like Tom's what about I do. what about aim no. Where did that aim come from? I don't know. What about I, Colgate? Uh, I never used it. I used to use Crest Everybody, when I was a kid. Isn't Crest like the Frosted Flakes of toothpaste? 
meaning... It's just like the most popular. It Wouldn't Cheerios be the most popular? Cheerios are kind of boring. We've never had Frosted Flakes in our life, but you're saying it's the most common. In, in this house, I in mean. In this house, right. yeah. But growing up, Frosted Flakes is like gold. But I bet everybody has Cheerios in yeah, their house. Yeah, so that's true. Or so majority. Maybe it's, maybe it's the Cheerios of toothpaste. Okay, I just wanted to... Win? No, I didn't. Well, maybe. Maybe, yes. Maybe. Um, so those are my three things. Oh, and then what about the mommy, mommy, mommy thing? Okay. So we had a listener say, do you have any advice about when my two-and-a-half-year-old says mommy over and over like 45 times in two minutes? And in what context? Mommy, 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 make me PB&J. Mommy, you're not listening to me. Mommy, 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 give me some macaroni and cheese. Mommy, 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 okay. mommy, that. Okay. Well, do you have any advice? Um, get down to their level. Okay. Look them in the eye. Mm-hmm. Say, I hear you, but mm-hmm. right now I'm in the middle of something. Yeah. Just try to kind of break it up a little bit. I think that's great. And I also think a few things that come into my mind. First one is that that, that child is really young. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that yeah, we he suffered, or she we can't learn. through all that. Yeah, but that's kind of typical mm-hmm. for that age. And it's just them. Um, so your advice this lady is just get over it? No, not at all. But that it it's not something that it's like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with my child? Why did they do? I I just think that at that age, no, they want her undivided. And I just think she wants some, she needs to regain her sanity. Well, and so so my advice in that area would be, like you said, do all those things that you said, get down to the child's level and say, um, let's practice using my name once. Because when you use my name once, I hear you. When you use it two, three, four times, I can't hear you anymore. Mm-hmm. Because I'm very focused. I It makes me uncomfortable and makes me feel funny. You know, like... And when I'm saying makes me feel funny, whatever language you use with your child, it right. makes me feel angry or right. frustrated and I can't hear you as well. But when you say my name once, it's very easy for me to hear and I feel good and you feel good. You know, it's like talking to them very matter-of-factly. Like there's no trick, but it's being no honest. Lecture. Not a lecture. You know, yeah. I, I think that, um, and I don't know if you find this too, Todd, but people often stop us and ask us for um, parenting advice or, you know, what do I do about this situation? Or what's the trick I can do to change this? And my my thought is always that really, it's not about tricks. It's about being real with your kids. Um, it's about really saying this makes me upset or I have a hard time with this or I struggle with this. And being very honest, not in, it's not about giving up power or allowing them to take control. But it's about talking to them, as my friend Annie would say, soul to soul, like, like a human being. Right. They are young. But they love you and they respect you. If you are, lo- I mean, they do, period. But if you show that to them, they learn how to do that to you. Mm-hmm. So you have to practice talking to them in such a way where they can reciprocate that. What most parents have learned is I am going to um, be angry with my children and use fear and shame and guilt, but they, they better talk to me respectfully. Right. But how do they learn to do that if the communication in the home is, is very disrespectful? Yeah. Right. And so I think that's, you know, you were just saying, you were talking with someone about what we talk about on the show and really what it is, is looking at ourselves and seeing how we respond to our children and seeing if that can be shifted rather than hoping our children change because we can't change people Mm -hmm. we can we can set boundaries and you know have discussions and have consequences it's not that i'm obviously for those things i'm pro those things but i think it starts with being human and loving and you know respectful it does start there but i thought of two good tricks okay even though as i just said it's not about tricks distraction 
Okay. Say, uh, Mommy, I want Cheerios. You say, oh, you can have Cheerios. You can have this. Or, sure. Or go look at the pretty plane up in the sky. Distract them. Okay. That's one trick. And the second one is choices. We talked about this on the show. When, wasn't the first example you gave a choice? You can't have this. Or, you know, we don't have this, but here's a different choice. Yeah, but I have a good example on the choices. Oh, okay. Um, Mommy, Daddy, I want to I want to stay up a lot longer. No. You could say, oh, you can't, and you got to go to bed now. That's Which not gonna is going to cause what? It's going to cause a power struggle. So you say something like, oh, you can stay up for either five more minutes or six more minutes, but you get to choose. Mm-hmm. Just give them a choice. We used to do that when they were in the bathtub because they never wanted to get out. Do you want right. to stand for two minutes or three minutes? Three minutes. Okay. Sounds good. There's no and need. And then they, they take ownership over that. They do. You know, I just heard a quote the other day, and I'm not sure if I'm going to say it right, um, but when you are in a power struggle with someone... If you choose to stop struggling, there is no more power struggle. Mm -hmm. A power struggle is about two sides not backing down. And it doesn't mean someone loses. People, this is something else that I was listening to um, on the radio, is the whole idea of um, surrender versus like submission or giving up, giving in. And surrendering is just saying, I'm going to let go of this with love. And I, you know, they're arguing it is just my ego mm-hmm. being trying to win like you know we were just talking about right. and we all have an ego that's right. very normal you know but can we see it right. is the question and when we're having a power struggle with our child can we teach them how to not back away and let them have their way all the time but say I, i'm not going to engage with you on this you want to know my quote for that what take two to tango yeah it does well, it we're does. gonna tango oh, baby we're gonna, t- we're gonna tango <laughs> Inside That's joke. an inside joke Sorry, for guys. our friends who may get that. They, oh, they'll get it. <laughs> um, so now, once again, I like to close the show up by giving you an opportunity to promote whatever you have going on. Okay. Do you have anything going on? Um, yes. Actually, Wednesday, which um, when this show airs will be tomorrow, um, is I'm doing a, a mind, body, uh, excuse me, mind, body, spirit workshop at The Daily Method. And they are, I did this in the summer too, but these are going to be three different workshops. This summer I did a mind workshop, a body workshop, a spirit workshop. And this fall we're doing the same thing, but different, I'm going to be discussing different things. So we're going to start talking about mind on Wednesday and we're going to talk about the voice in our head. Mm. So it actually is very similar to what we're talking about here to notice and be a watcher of the voice in our head and to not identify with that voice. You know, the big question, we got this from the untethered soul by Michael Singer is whenever you're like, well, which voice is me none of them are Mm -hmm. they're all just judging and Mm -hmm. you know and categorizing and you are the watcher of those thoughts so we're going to talk about that at the daily method elmhurst and i will put it up on our facebook page last week you promised me that we can open up our private book club to listeners can we do that now if you want to well here's the deal we did a private private book club with this really good book called the untethered soul by michael singer if you happen to know of it or you're interested in it um, I suggest you get a copy, and if it re- resonates with you, send uh, us something on Facebook or an email, and we'll put you in the book club. And it's just it's just an online discussion that we have. Yeah, and the only reason it's private is because we didn't want to make like a, a page that everybody who is on our news feed would, would see. Or well, we want to make to it like. a little more intimate, too. I mean, there's yeah. about 15 or 20 people in there, and we all throw our two cents in. It's yeah. pretty good. So basically, it, like Todd said, if you want to be a part of it, just message us through our Zen Parenting Radio Facebook page, or what is our email address? Uh, it's comments at zenparentingradio.com. Comments at zenparentingradio.com. So if yeah. you're already reading the book, just join in, because we're just basically writing our thoughts yeah. about it. Um, but it's a really good book, and it really 
really resonates with both of us because it's really connected to what we talk about here. Speaking of good books, Self-Aware Parent Part 1 and 2. Yes. Kathy C. Adams. We just got a new shipment. Dot com. Yeah. Uh, so you can buy them both for 20 bucks. You can buy them both for 20 bucks on my website, kathycadams.com. Um, you can also find it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. That's the deal. I like them. I like them too. I like you. I like you too. Thanks. And then um, last but not least is, um, oh, just share our Facebook page and spread the word. Yeah. Help us out. And thank you. For the last couple weeks, we've been uh, number one on New and Noteworthy on iTunes, and it has a lot to do with reviews you guys have given us and just the fact that you download from iTunes. And it's really appreciated because I've had a lot of emails lately from people who say, I have found you on iTunes because of your reviews. So they wouldn't have found us if you guys hadn't done what you did. So do us a solid and give us a review and share the page and help us out yeah trying to spread the good word that's right so that's all i got okay uh we'll talk to you all next week this is todd adams saying farewell and this is kathy adams have a great week mm-hmm.